You have a unique history when it comes to money. How you grew up and how your parents dealt with money is a direct impact on how you deal and think about money now. And more than likely, you have a few myths around money that have been holding you back for far too long. Today, we're going to talk about 10 money myths that have been holding you back from growing your wealth. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Money is a universal tool. However, how we deal with it is fully in line with how we think about it and what we think works and doesn't work for our situations. Today, we're going to talk about 10 money myths that are likely holding you back from seriously growing wealth and having more financial security in your life. The first one is credit debt is normal. I know many of my students and many people that I've coached that have said They have carried their debt balance for many years, sometimes decades, and they never really thought much of it until they realized that living paycheck to paycheck was a direct result of them having that much debt. Credit debt is not a normal thing. Credit should only be used if you have the money at the end of the month to pay it off in full. If you're using your credit to supplement your income, then there is a real problem. It's either a money management issue or a lack of income to make your ends meet. One or the other needs to be resolved, but using credit to supplement your income is not the answer. So credit debt is absolutely not normal. And if you have credit debt now, you're likely paying hundreds or even thousands of dollars of interest every single year. The amount that you pay towards your credit card debt could have been used to invest and grow your wealth, save for emergencies, or create better financial security for yourself and for your family. Myth number two, there's no point in paying off my student loans. They're a part of life. Plus, their interest rates are not that bad, and the monthly payment is pretty affordable. Here's what they don't tell you about student loans. You get a per diem interest rate, which means that the longer that you wait to pay your student loans, the more your actual total grows. You see, with student loans, there are a couple of things that you should be aware of. While they're giving you a small monthly payment, if you just pay that minimum, you will likely pay for 10, 15, 20 years of your life. If you happen to defer your payments, that interest that's being charged every single day is still your responsibility and gets tacked on to the end of the loan. So you'll end up paying it one way or another. And don't let those small payment amounts fool you. They're designed to make you comfortable with making just the minimum payment. Student loan debt is still debt and should be paid off aggressively. Did you know that student loan debt is one of the only pieces of debt where even if you were to file bankruptcy, they would not be forgiven? Yeah, you would still owe student loan debt even after you filed for bankruptcy. They never go away. So your best bet is to pay them as aggressively as you can and get them off of your shoulders now. Myth number three, getting a tax refund is a good thing. On the contrary, tax refunds are not a great thing. 
Here's the reason. It basically means that you've allowed the government to hold your money and use it for investing, which means you're potentially losing out on growing that money for yourself. Some of you are thinking, well, this is the only way that I know how to save money because I know that if I get this extra money in my paycheck, it's going to be wasted. So at least this way, I can get it at the end of the year and actually use it to pay off my debt or build up my emergency fund. But there are ways that you can do this even without having to keep it with the government. You can open a high-yield savings account that's online and away from your regular bank accounts. It would be less convenient for you to access, and you can automatically set up your paycheck so that that amount goes directly to that savings account without you having to do anything. Automation is awesome when it comes to saving money. Just keep in mind that large tax refunds are a direct result of you not putting the right withholdings on your paycheck. Myth number four. Investing in the stock market is just gambling. There is a risk that's associated with investing in the stock market. However, there are ways that you can minimize the risk by creating long-term investment strategies, investing in lower-risk options like index funds, mutual funds, or ETFs. Index funds, for example, allow you to invest in a market index, which basically means it's a basket of funds versus an individual fund. That lowers your risk because that means that if one fund within your basket drops in price, the other funds in your basket can balance it out so you don't lose as much money as if you've invested into an individual stock, which is much higher in risk. The bottom line is that your investment portfolio should be boring for the long term, meaning you don't have to check it every day and you don't have to know every single stock that's going up or down at any given moment. Instead, you set it and forget it and only have to check a few times a year. Myth number five is that investing is just for the rich. Let me ask you this. How do you think the rich became rich? They started investing. Investing is for everyone. The problem is the average person is intimidated by investing, so they don't start early and they don't contribute often. Investing makes you rich when you contribute often and you let your money grow over time. The more that you allow your money to sit in the market, the more time you're giving it to grow. You're using compound interest to your benefit. Myth number six, I don't make enough money to save enough money. I'm living paycheck to paycheck and there is no way that I'm going to be able to save for things like an emergency fund, investing, or even that vacation that I've been dying to take. Chances are you haven't been able to invest or grow your money or save because it is a money management issue and not an income issue. Let me tell you why. If you sat down with your budget and looked at everything that you spend, is everything that you are spending in line with your financial goals? More than likely, you would look at your spending and recognize instantly that there are some spending habits that you currently have that are not in line with those financial goals. Even those vending machine snacks, Dollar Tree purchases, Amazon shopping, that money that we spend on everyday occurrences without even thinking about it is a lot. And if we started to redirect that money to the things that matter to us, we'd have the money to create financial security and actually reach our financial goals. If you're still new to saving money, I would suggest that you save the first hour of every day that you work. So whatever that hourly rate is, Make sure that amount is put into your savings account from your paycheck directly every single time you get paid. Paying yourself first and creating a savings account that's untouchable is a great strategy for reducing less money waste. 
Now, on the other hand, if you check your budget and realize it is a money issue, there are some steps you can take here as well. You can generate extra income by creating a side hustle, doing some surveys, and learning other ways of creating more revenue streams. Nowadays, there's so much online learning and a lot of it's free. Learning something new and having a new skill will allow you to make extra money so that you don't feel so restricted. In either case, consistently saving and having a savings strategy is totally possible. Myth number seven, I don't make enough to invest. Just like with savings, you can always find more money to invest. Cutting back on everyday expenses and bills is going to allow you to have more money freed up to use for investing. The bottom line is that you have to make investing a priority. It's not that we don't have the money, it's that we use that money for other purposes. Check with your employer to see if they offer a 401k plan. And if they do, ask if they have any matching. If your employer is offering you matching for your 401k, you should be taking full advantage of it. If you're not taking advantage of it, that means you're leaving compensation on the table and you're basically telling your employer that you're okay with getting paid less. As an example, if they match up to 3%, then start contributing 3% of your salary to your 401k. By you contributing your 3%, you're doubling that to 6% every year. And that money starts to grow over time, creating massive wealth when it's time to retire. Just like with savings, it's not that we don't have enough to invest, it's that we don't prioritize investing. So it's time to make it a priority. Number eight, living below your means is for the poor. This is actually quite the opposite. Rich people live below their means. That's how they stay rich. They lower their everyday expenses and their monthly bills to make sure that they have more than enough to live comfortably without making massive payments every single month. Rich people have a budget and they pay attention to where they're spending their money. And let's clarify something here. By American standards, the definition of poor is based on a certain income level. And the U.S. has a poverty line that has a specific income bracket. Poor has never been defined by how much you spend. Spending less than you make is the wisest thing you can do because that means that you can afford the things that matter to you without going overboard and it avoids you going into debt. Remember when we were talking about supplementing your income with debt? This avoids that problem. So no, spending within your means is absolutely for the wise and wealthy. Myth number nine. Rich people drive fancy, live fancy, and spend fancy. Oh, I can't wait to dive into this one. This was a money myth I had for a very long time. And this is the myth that actually drives us to spend more money than we need to because we want those appearances of looking like we're wealthy and showing our family that we've somehow made it financially. But the truth is, rich people are incredibly frugal when it comes to buying their necessities. They don't buy fancy suits, they don't buy fancy cars, and they don't buy fancy mansions. At least most of them don't. Most rich people are frugal in that they look for value and not for price. They also really don't care about appearances because they don't want to appear rich, they want to be rich. And that's a huge difference in the way that society thinks of rich versus what the rich actually think is rich. The rich would rather use the majority of their money to invest and grow their wealth than to use that money for material possessions. 
They also know that buying name brands is basically just advertising those brands and not actually providing value to them. They'd rather invest that money into that company versus buy their shirt. And last but not least, myth number 10. I don't need to save for retirement. I'll just get on social security like my parents. There is no savior at the end of the road. No one is coming to save you and fund your retirement. Social security was originally built so that the youth or the future generations could provide for the older generations that could no longer work. But here's the thing. Social security, in all its glory, will never be able to amount to a good, solid retirement plan. The government gives you the least possible amount that you can live on. And most of the time, it's never enough. You have to be your own hero in this story. You have to create wealth for yourself so that during your retirement age, you have more than enough to live a comfortable life for the rest of your years. Relying on the notion that Social Security is going to come and save the day for you is not realistic. Instead, start contributing to your retirement savings now so that you can retire comfortably without having to resort to using governmental funding. And if we're being honest, we don't know that Social Security will even last to our retirement age. So it's best to be prepared now and start contributing to your own retirement plan. If you haven't already, open up an IRA. And if you have the option of opening up a 401k, then do both, an IRA and a 401k. And invest as much as you possibly can The most important thing you need to take away from this is you have to be your own hero. Don't rely on outside sources to cover your costs for anything. Now that we've talked about all 10 money myths, which ones held true for you before you heard this episode? And which ones shocked you? The truth is we all live with money myths, and these aren't the only ones that we hear about. But if we start tackling just these 10 myths now we'll be much more financially stable and much better off, especially with our mindset around money. Be sure to click on the show notes at the end of this episode so that you can check out the money resources we have for you that will help you move forward with your finances in a more effective way. I'm so happy to help you bust these money myths so they no longer stop you in your tracks. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.